Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome, welcome to the Brett Boone Podcast. Explore the mind of MLB All-Star, Silver Slugger, and Gold Glove winner, Brett Boone. As he sits down with his friends from the world of professional sports. Now, now, up to to bat, Brett Boone. Great seeing you at the All-Star game. Always great getting to see Poppy. And for those out you, don't get confused. For the people out there listening, don't get confused when I say Poppy. Because everybody, is that Big Poppy? Is it David Ortiz? No, it's Edgar. And I always have to explain to people, I said, Edgar's kind of the original Poppy. Big Poppy came on the scene and they they said, you know, a lot of the postseason heroics, it was Big Poppy. But... We, and, and people go, well, he's Poppy? I said, yes, he's Poppy. And everybody that plays with him knows that Edgar is Poppy. So don't I, I don't mean to confuse you out there when I refer to Edgar as Poppy. A lot of times that's what I do. Um, it was always great getting to see you. Yeah. Uh, first three days, we it seemed like we passed in the elevator and we didn't get to sit down and, and, uh, and, and kind of catch up. But the last day we did, and we, we talked off camera briefly about this. And I thought it was cool. You know, we have busy lives and we're in and out of this game a lot. And, and we're doing a lot of functions within the game. But for me, and, and I think for you as well, the day right before the pregame ceremonies for the All-Star game. And uh, it was all the All-Stars from 2001. And a couple, of, there there was, Jay was down there because of the, festivities that happened afterwards danny wilson was down there junior was down there uh but but getting to see kazuhiro sasaki who we, i haven't seen in 20 years freddie garcia nelly was in the room uh big Olarude was in the room it's always fun uh seeing johnny um but most importantly our skipper got to be in the room lou and uh who who you've spent a ton of time with i've spent a ton of time with he means so much to so many players and when we got put in that equipment room uh it was funny we we all got called down because we had the pregame ceremony they were announcing the 2001 all-stars 
and they put us in the equipment room. I felt like we were in a shoebox, hidden <laughs> away from everybody. But I got to sit on the couch with Skipper and kind of probe him a little bit and ask him some questions. It felt like it was 20 years ago. And then just let Lou go, and he would tell the stories, and we're all in that room cracking up. After that time, even though it was 20 minutes, it was pretty special, and, and it brought us all back, I think, to, to some fun times that we shared. Uh, did you enjoy it as much as I did? I did. I mean, I, I was forward to see Lou. Um, having seen it since uh, the induction, he was in my induction in the Hall of Fame, but that was the last time I'd seen it. So it's been, uh, yeah, four years. And I knew he was struggling with health issues, so I wanted to, to, to see him. And like you said, I mean, he's... He's fun to watch and listen to. He knows so much about the game, but also he has so many stories, and he's part of a lot of those stories. <laughs> so <laughs> he's, he's part of everybody's story. Everybody has a loose story. Every you know, and, and I'm sure Edgar, it happens to you. I know it happens to me all the time. Give yeah. me a loose story. I've got a ton of them, but we all do. And, and I'm sure people ask you, Edgar. Hey, what's Lou like? What, what you got a story? And we all got stories. I have, uh, I have, <laughs> I have some that I can say. <laughs> no, me too. You got to preface them. Yeah. We recently had Alex on, on the program, uh, A-Rod, yeah. and he had a story. And it was similar to one of mine when Alex said when he was a rookie, he got sent down for like the fifth time. <laughs> and and he just told the story about him going into Lou's locker in the old kingdom. In the in that back locker, the skipper's locker, and he told. I said, Alex, I got like three stories like that. I got sent down all the time too, but um, it yeah. it is. He's there's only one Lupinella. No one's I've met in my life. No one's even close. It, and it's just he's he's a just a unique human being that ended up being uh, one of my favorite people one of my favorite big baseball people I was ever around and it happened to be my, my manager. Yeah. You know, one time I, uh, you remember Henry Cotto? Yes. Henry, yeah. super utility player early yeah. in my, early in my career in 92, when I got called up, Henry was that, that super utility player. Yeah. So Henry, uh, this is probably, I mean, right after he, he, uh, he got, you know, came to Seattle and Henry Cotto is struggling, you know, he's not hitting many balls hard. He's kind of soft and uh, he hit this weak ground ball to third base and uh, Lou called me, he say, hey Edgar, come here. <laughs> I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes like, Edgar, what has happened uh, with Henry? It's like he's hitting with a marshmallow bat. <laughs> he's he's unbelievable and it's just stuff he'd say that all the time and and so, sometimes you know if you had a new player on the team and Lou just hanging around the cage you never know what he was gonna say and you couldn't take him personally because that was just Lou but you'd get new players on the team and he'd he'd say something and the new player would look at you like what is that and I'd say, listen, don't worry about it. That's just Lou. That's just what how he is. He'll just say stuff like that out of the blue. But that's what makes him him Lou. And you could too. And you know my relationship with Lou. I would yell at him. 
he'd yell at me for something on the on the, in the dugout, like, "Hey, Bone," and I'd say, "Lou, do you forget how hard this is?" And he'd look at me and he'd go, "All right, son, I get it." But that was that was fast forward a, a few years later, where I was a veteran player. But that's the kind of relationship I had with him, and and we never, my second time around, we never had. Uh, a true argument, but we would go back and forth and that's just was our relationship. And that's what I loved about it. Yeah. That was a, the, the way to, um, to manage. I mean, one thing that I, I remember I heard, uh, from him was like, you know, he, he will tell you things right in the middle of the game. And instead of going private. And the reason was he said, well, what about if I don't say it now and next inning ha- happen, happen again, happens again. So you, you have to address it there. So the player, you don't make the same mis- mistake again. And the other people listening, they don't make the same mistake. Uh, right. So it was a way for him to teach and say, you don't do this this way. And he had to address it like that. He, that, that was his, uh, his style. So, Uh, It makes a lot of sense to me. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Can you imagine Lou managing in 2023? Oh. With the players there. But, you know, a part of me thinks about that and thinks, well, the great ones are the great ones. And Lou would adapt. He would adapt to the players how they are now. But it is funny, his style, and it was – you know, and I brought this up a, a lot of times. Lou Pinella was a man that if he respected you as a man, if he respected you as a player, uh, he, he would take a bullet for you. And yeah. I, I don't mean that literally, obviously. I, he would run through a wall for you. But if he didn't respect you in any of the two capacities I mentioned, man, it could be a long year for you. Or uh, <laughs> you wouldn't be on the team for much longer. No, no. I mean, he, he'd have to... He didn't have much of uh, patience for, you know, uh, players that he just didn't do what he was supposed to do, to do or work hard or things like that. He didn't have much patience for that. But uh, uh, it's not that he didn't care about that person as a person. It's just that um, he just have a hard, had a hard time, uh, you know, managing uh, that type of player. Yeah, he needed guys that were men's men and had balls. Let's be honest. That's what he wanted. And and he respected that. And it's standing up to him sometimes, he respected that. Yeah. Uh, but he's one of a kind. Uh, here's a moment that I thought was cool and, and we haven't talked about. We had our, our moment where we got announced the 2001 All-Stars. It was great. And I remember we were walking down the tunnel and I turned to Big Rude. I said, greatest regular season team in the history of major league baseball coming through and rude looked at me and goes actually that's true and i said it is true it's it's a special team i know we didn't finish the deal and it sucks and we'll to the day we die we'll probably be asked that question that great oh one mariners team how did we not finish the deal and and it's actually a, a double-edged sword it's it's cool that we won but it, it, 
there's a little bit of a negative connotation put to it because we didn't win the World Series. When you're that great, there's high expectations. And when we played as great as we did that year, uh, yeah, we, we've always got that. And and that's something cool. I, I'll always be proud to say I was a part of that time in, in Mariner history. And I think you feel similar to me. But um, I thought this was cool after we got announced. Because yep. we all know there's kind of a hierarchy in Seattle. It's Ken Griffey Jr. and it's Edgar Martinez. And they're kind of the pillars of the organization. And it's well-earned. Uh, you played your whole career there and, and had an unbelievable, obviously, Hall of Fame career. Kenny, the same. We know nobody has to talk about Ken Griffey Jr. and his career. Uh, but we all know there's there's Kenny and then there's Edgar and then there's the rest of us. And we just kind of fall in behind. And that's the way it is. And that's the way it should be. But I thought it was a really neat moment. Uh, all the things you get to do, Edgar, and all the special times in your life, Hall of Fame being probably one of the one of the top. Uh, everybody doesn't just get to throw out a first pitch for the All-Star game. And I thought it was really awesome that that Bone, Jay Buhner, who, who spent his whole pretty much his whole career in Seattle, Dan Wilson, who pretty much uh, spent his whole career in Seattle, got to catch the pitch. But the two pillars went out there and it was you and Kenny. And I thought it was a nice moment and it was a fitting moment after after, you know, 22 years ago, the, the all star game was there. Me and you were teammates on that all star team. And then fast forward to 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 just the other day, you're throwing out the first pitch at the next All-Star game at Seattle. Maybe you didn't think it was that. I don't know. I I, I don't know what you think. That's why I'm asking you. But I, as a teammate and and player that was on that field uh, for this All-Star game and in 2001, I thought it was really cool watching watching you two do that. Uh, it's been in the top of my list of things that I thought that was like really cool. Uh, definitely going out there <clears throat> with Junior um, was uh, uh, was uh, so much fun and, and honor. Uh, and have Danny and Jay cashing. I agree with you. This is one of the coolest things. Uh, you know, I know for me. One of the coolest things and, and that uh, I have done, uh, and uh, it was cool. It was cool. I really uh, love uh, being able to do that with with Junior and the guys and Jay and and Danny. Well, Poppy, enjoy the festivities coming up. I'll be watching it on TV, but uh, have a great time out there and and have a great time out there as a veteran that can let your hair down and you don't have any pressure to do anything, but, uh, have a good time. Uh, love you. You know that. And, and I always appreciate you coming on and, and spend a little time with us. And, and, uh, this year we talked about Thank the you. hall of fame, but awesome. Have a great trip. I'll see you soon. I'll probably be out there later in the summer. And for those of you listening to the Boone podcast or watching the Boone podcast, I appreciate you listening and watching and we'll see you next time. 2400 sports is an odyssey company. 